welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Eric Desiderio for the game Anshar Online, a VR multiplayer space shooter. The game has modes like deathmatch, co-op, dungeon-style play, and several missions. And this is the first time that Eric will have a soundtrack released from a game, and it'll be released on the label called Something Else. That label was started by music legend Niall Rogers in 1998, so we'll chat a bit about Niall and his label, and some of the other exciting projects Eric is working on these days. So the game is uh, Antra Online, and it's a big epic world where uh, you join up with other people to take on bosses of game of, of different crime syndicates. It has a darker tone where it's it's this kind of dark city where there's all these crime bosses, and you're flying around in VR, and so you're you're piloting your ship basically by moving your head. So wherever you turn, wherever you look, is where the ship is going to fly. It's very cool, very intuitive. And I think they're working on other control schemes maybe to broaden that out where you're looking where you're firing and you're controlling it with your uh, with the controller. But so far, I've always just played it where I'm wherever I'm looking, I'm flying. Um, and mm-hmm. since it's in VR, it's like really immersive. Sure. So when you're flying past an asteroid, it's like really close to you and it feels like you're, you know, you could s- smash into it at any second. <laughs> There'll be other guys like flying around you and they'll, they'll whiz by you. And you want to spin around real quick and fight them. So actually, when I was playing Anshar Wars 2, which is the precursor game, uh, like I looked up the way people were playing it online, and there are all these people with like YouTube videos where they're sitting in a swivel chair, and so they can spin around really quick while another ship flies by them. And I was like, wow, that's oh. that's the smart way to do it, right? Because yes. I was like. <laughs> I wasn't doing that. I was trying to like move my head really quick and get, it was getting whiplash and stuff. I was like, oh, you got to like, you know, spin in a chair and like, <laughs> then it's, it's more uh, immersive too, because you're feeling like the spinning in your body and stuff. Yeah. It's got this really wow. amazing way of making you feel like you're really in there playing the game. And you can also uh, do it in a cockpit view. So that's, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a different feel. And I think a lot of people play that version of it so that it might help relieve a bit of the nausea that some people feel. Mm, mm-hmm. But so far, like I, this game, I, normally when I'm playing a flying game or racing game in VR, I have a bit of nausea. But this, I, I think since where you're looking is where you're steering your ship, mm-hmm. it actually gives me no nausea whatsoever. And I can play it for a couple hours and yeah, it just feels like you're right there. It's really exciting. How did you get uh, hooked up on this project then? I met them at uh, GDC a couple of years ago, and I had done a talk uh, at GDC about writing music for VR. 
and I'd used the Adventure Time VR game that I'd composed music for as sort of a case study. Mm-hmm. And so then it was really easy for me to reach out and contact different places. And somehow through the grapevine, we ended up meeting up at GDC. And uh, they loved the music for um, for Adventure Time. And so then we just kept talking, stayed in touch. I'd played Anshar Wars 2 and really enjoyed it. And then, you know, I did the usual demo process against a couple of other composers. And then, lucky me, I got, I was chosen. <laughs> and then cool. it was super fun. Yeah, I love, oh, man, it was great working with them. And it was a fun process where they would send me um, concept art and stuff early on before the game was really playable. And so I'd get these amazing views of the, of the city, like the main city that the whole game takes place and it's called Judgment City. dark city where there's like a a very seedy criminal element so you know what better thing to write music for than this amazing like (laughs) grand city where it's sort of like there's a there's a dark undercurrent so you want to have that represented in the music but you also need some positivity because you're you're working to correct the problems and go after different uh crime bosses and stuff So give me a sense of like how long the battles are and how how does it all unfold and how does your music fit in with that? Is this is this like a like a Call of Duty deathmatch kind of thing where there's like a 10-minute battle or or how does it work? So there's a, a couple of different zones in the game. So basically the game unfolds in Judgment City, and that's the hub where everything revolves around. Mm-hmm. But as you enter Judgment City, you see people flying around over you like and they're clearly uh doing a race against each other so that's one game mode is 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 you racing against other people and and trying to get that the top speed and top uh the best time for these different uh races and there's three different races like one of them is through judgment city and it's fun because you're seeing other people racing through it and then there's another one i I think it's through a bunch of caves and um a third one and as well, there's also uh, this clearly like an arena in the middle of it. So as you're flying through Judgment City, you're like, oh, what's going on over there? Boom. It's a big PvP arena where you can just <laughs> go in there and then there are other people join in and they'll fight against you. And you can do uh, an eight-player total death match where, you know, four against four, however it, it ends up cutting out. Mm-hmm. So you're playing against other people, but at the same time, there's turrets in the arena firing at you. There's other ships that that you can fight, you know, while you're waiting for other players to join. So it's this really uh, immersive, fun arena that that uh, many people can play at the same time. Cool. But then also, as you're flying through the city, you'll see different areas where uh, they have different missions, and so they'll have like a, a portal to the mission, and it'll start 
as you're flying along. And you can see other areas of the city where there's like, clearly like there's going to be a mission there at some point in time, but you haven't unlocked it yet. So cool. as you fly through, like you, you, it keeps being populated with more and more missions. And that way uh, you go on the missions first solo and uh, you get experience and you get materials so you can upgrade your ship and get better energy for your shields or uh, for the weapons. It's really cool. <laughs> it's a very deep game. And so you have like different upgrade paths as you're playing. And, and so you can choose to spend more on your shields or on your weapons and uh, different abilities as the game unfolds. And then as you finish more of these missions, then it sort of opens up kind of like instance dungeons in, in World of Warcraft where okay. you and other people will, will join together up to five people and you can go into a dungeon and all play together and go against like a crime boss or, or go on a mission like that. This is all in spaceships. Yeah, it's all in spaceships. You still see people, but it's just like uh, an image of them, like a, uh, mm-hmm. a picture of them. And, and they'll talk and they'll give you a, like, like, oh, you, you need to take on these pirates. They're attacking this the settlement. Mm-hmm. And then you're flying through an asteroid field trying to avoid wow. asteroids, trying to take out the, pilot, the, the pirates while still protecting your people. And then, you know, as the game progresses, you can other people can join in and help you out. <laughs> Uh, and that's where a really cool part of the game starts opening up, where you have uh, different um, classes of ships. So as you get more money and more credits, you can buy a different class of ship. So so far, you start out as as a main fighter ship, where you're pretty nimble and you have a good blaster on the front of your ship. And then as uh, the game unfolds, you can have a tank ship, which is sort of like a tank role in a different like in a standard MMO, uh, mm-hmm. where you're trying to absorb damage, you're not quite as quick and nimble, but you're getting in the way of like the the important ships, the ships that don't have as much uh, as many shields and as much armor. So you're you're able to sort of intercept them and draw a lot of the threat away from them, and keep the enemies attacking you, which is good. That's what you want, you know, yeah, <laughs> as a yeah, tank. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cool. Like, the, it's a new imagining of, of like, these uh, old tropes from standard RPGs, but in space. Yeah. Uh, so there's also, you know, there's an engineer ship, and the engineer ship allows you to uh, heal your, your people, heal yourself, or you can do, like, damage buffs and, and sort of, um, like, armor-type buffs. It's more of a support ship. But, you know, when you have five people playing together, five different ships, it's good to have a support, good to have a tank. And, you know, and you can build up your team however you want. Yes. And then since it's all like built into the Oculus, you, you can just talk to people natively and, you know, team up. Hey, go fight those guys over there. I'm going to defend these people over here. Like that whole kind of thing. Yep. So, you know, as you're flying around the world, you know, deciding kind of what to do, I'm sure there's, you know, certain music, there's combat music, there's location-specific music, perhaps. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. yeah so you so probably wrote a lot of music. I wrote a fair amount of music. It was it was really fun. 
And uh, I, I was thinking, oh, maybe we'll have different music for like these different classes, but it's actually all based on the different locations. So if you're in a nebula, it's playing this cool music that I wrote for the nebula. music for when you're flying and you're trying to beat your competitors in a race situation. Uh, then the arena has its own music when you're fighting against um, other people. And then, of course, like the, the mob ships that are there. And, uh, and then, of course, the most important music is the music that you hear every time that you start off the game, which is mm -hmm. the Judgment City music, which is sort of has a darker undertone and it, and it explores and it sets the tone for this beautiful dark city. Talk to me about the kind of sound you went for then, like, um, uh, you know, just kind of the blend of textures you you landed on for, for the music. Sure. It's interesting when you approach this type of game because you always want to think about Star Wars, right? Because yeah. that's sort of, you know, it sort of set the tone for a lot of uh, that, that type of world and that sci-fi universe. But, you know, we want to have our own thing and go in a different direction, especially like a darker direction where, um, you know, people can double cross you and you have the, that type of stuff going on a lot. Mm -hmm. So uh, we ended up going with a mixture of electronic and orchestral music, where it's really more like 80% orchestral music, but then you really want a couple of interesting electronic textures and sounds that can help and complement the orchestral aspect of the music. Especially with the hangar music, you have really beautiful beds of electronic music or like uh, cool soundscapes, but then you really want a strong sense of the orchestral music to ground you in this epic world and help create a, a big, beautiful soundscape for the, the game. is mostly for upgrades and okay. for purchasing your new ship. That, that's kind of how the whole system is, where you're upgrading things, you're selling off uh, different um, things that you might find in the game. Like you can scrap these different mechanical uh, creations and then you can sell the scrap and then buy different things with that. So yes. there's a whole system of that. It's very cool. Uh, but then, you know, the Judgment City music, it comes back to that and it's, that's the main music that you hear when you're finding people to join up with, when you're finding new missions, or when you're deciding to go and play the PvP aspect of the game or go on races. It's all this giant hub of, of Judgment City that you're in. When you spent time playing the game, what, what kinds of musical decisions did you change or make as a result of, of playing it? 
That's an interesting question. So uh, a lot of the music I had written originally, there was uh, some, had some exploratory nature. And then I realized quickly when playing the game, like to keep the pace of the music faster. We definitely tried to keep an excitement and a fun part of the game happening. Whereas like the hangar music is more of a soundscape and it's, it's contemplative and all. And we got that out of the way pretty early. And then it's on to like a bunch of fun action music. When I think about, uh, for instance, like a World of Warcraft type MMO where you're walking around or running or maybe riding a horse or something, compared to like flying in a spaceship, I can imagine yeah. the pace would need to be a little quicker. <laughs> Especially when there's people firing at you yeah. and there's mines that you're trying to avoid, enemy yeah. ships, turrets, like you're flying through these uh, mechanical caves, basically they're kind of like caves, but they're like these... Um, you know, air ducts and stuff like that and, and uh, passageways that are all made out of like concrete and, and uh, metal underneath the world through these mines mm -hmm. or uh, there's a giant spaceship that you fly around at one point of time and fight creatures, uh, sorry, and fight other ships and turrets as you're flying around. So you definitely need to keep the excitement and the energy of the music up as you go fly through those different locations. Tell us where the soundtrack will be once it's released. So it's going, going to be released by Something Else Music Works. So it'll be on something.com. And there'll be, simultaneously, it'll be released on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal. Uh, they're taking care of all that part of it. And uh, But it's quite an honor for me to be on Something Else. Because I feel like I've been a big fan of a lot of their soundtracks for a long time, especially yeah. their Assassin's Creed. They released all of those albums. Uh, the Halo soundtracks are all available and something else. So it's quite an honor to have my soundtrack be up there with, with um, you know, on the same label as these other amazing soundtracks that have inspired me for so long. And it, it's all run by one of my heroes, too. Uh, Niall Rogers is like one of my favorite uh, musicians and producers. I was mm -hmm. a big fan of his from his early days playing and writing music for the band Chic back in the 70s. They had all these amazing disco hits, uh, Freak Out, La Freak. Like that stuff is, is in so many movies and whenever that stuff is on the radio, like you just want to smile and you want to get up and dance. <laughs> And uh, so I actually met him about seven years ago at a game sound con. And he was just, uh, he, was, he wrote to them. He's like, hey, I'd love to like attend game sound con. And they're like, 
attend, you're Nile Rogers. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> we want you to talk. And so he he showed up and he like gave a talk and, and talked about something else and about how um, he really loves doing video game soundtracks. So for a long time, he was producing artists like David Bowie. Uh, I think he did a bunch of Madonna tracks and working on the, for these like amazing, huge pop stars. And yeah. then he said this this world of producing video game soundtracks is a bit different. Like they're not going to the video game soundtrack is not going to call you up at three in the morning so you can like pick them up from a place where they passed out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's no babysitting of artists anymore. It's like yeah. everyone's pretty well taken care of and. I have the ability to to focus on the music more instead of like the relations as much. And Nile Rodgers is a huge video game fan. Yeah. He's he said that like when Sheik would be recording in the studio, they would uh go and and go downstairs to a, an arcade that was nearby and they would play Pac-Man and play the uh, Berserk and stuff back in the day in between breaks from uh working on their album and then they'd go back and they'd be refreshed and they'd be talking about their high scores and stuff like that. So for him, it was just a great uh, way to blow off steam in between these um, recording sessions and a great way to bond with the rest of his band and they would all play together. So uh, that's kind of where he first got interested in video games and then he became a soundtrack producer. You've got a lot of other really cool things that you've done and are doing. So uh, tell me about this workshop you got to do uh, in L.A. So in January, I was able to do the Los Angeles Film Conducting Intensive Fellowship, and we did it at Warner Brothers. So for four days, I got to go to Warner Brothers and conduct orchestras. It was me and 11 other composers that were selected out of hundreds of applicants to participate in this amazing fellowship. And the whole time, uh, you're being uh, helped along by some of the advisors that were part of uh, the Los Angeles Film Conducting Intensive. So the first day, me and 11 other people are there or conducting it, I was pretty rusty, you know, I don't get to do it very often. <laughs> so uh, you get up and the first day it's it's you and piano and the piano player is playing music from Star Wars. So we had a choice of like Princess Leia's theme or the throne room or the main titles. And uh, you get to conduct the piano player, but you try to conduct as if you're conducting an orchestra. So mm-hmm. if you're going to have a uh, violin entrance, you want to, you know, face the violinist, even though there's no violinist there yeah. or, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah. the furry first day, there's a, a conductor. He was the, the head of conducting at Juilliard for a while. And uh, he's there the first day and he's basically like um, critiquing you in uh, what can seem to be a harsh way sometimes, but sometimes that's what you need to sort of get you out of break, these these patterns that you've fallen into or these problems. And, and he's so great at breaking you out of, of bad habits. Nice. But at the same time, like it, it can be a little intimidating because uh, he's so knowledgeable and he has so much experience and he's there uh, working with you to help you get better. Apparently, I was a little stiff when I first 
got up to conduct. And so he's like, Eric, Eric, no, 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 get off the podium. Okay, go over there. Now, now just do interpretive dance based on, I I can't do an impression of it, but he basically had me do interpretive dance for this Star Wars music and just had the (laughs) piano player play. And I was able to humiliate myself in every way imaginable, uh, but to just get me to loosen up and to try Mm -hmm. to feel the music in my body and not be so stiff. And That was the uh, first day? That was the very first day. So the so first day. That'll loosen you up though. Like It will. <laughs> and it's in front of a bunch of people that, you know, you don't really know them. It's you don't the first know them. Day. Yeah. So uh, here there, I was like, like raising my hands when, you know, flute trolls would, have, would occur. Or, yeah. You know, with the piano player playing and like trying to just move my body with the music. And like, you know, sometimes I would start conducting with my body. He's like, no, no, don't conduct. Just interpretive dance. What does this music make you want to do? And it was it was wild. That's and it awesome. really got me out of yeah, it got me out of like being in my head so much. It got me to like really feel the music and yeah. really hopefully convey that feeling that I get from the music to an ensemble. Sure. And then as I was walking back to the podium, uh, he sort of he, he said so what you need to do is halfway between what you just did, the interpretive dance, and actually conducting and keeping the beat with your hand and, and conveying all the of the nuances of the music and the entrances and all the technical stuff that you mm-hmm. need to do as a conductor. So real conducting and real good conducting is somewhere in between those two, according <laughs> to this professor. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. It was really, really great experience. And, uh, you know, after f- four days of conducting, you sort of bond with the other composers and you get a sense of where they're coming from and you hang mm-hmm. out and you're all growing and learning together. And it was it was a really wonderful experience. Um, and as it unfolded, it was like, you know, the first day was just piano. The second day, it was a string quintet and then a chamber orchestra. The third day was the USC orchestra. And oh, then wow. you have two sessions each day. So yeah, that was the first time you had a, a 60 piece orchestra and, um, you know, you get to conduct them and you, he's helping you out as you're going along and working with you. But, uh, you get over your fear of being in front of an ensemble very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then on the fourth and final day, you're conducting at the full Los Angeles orchestra, like a, a studio orchestra. And so they get the top players to come in and they're the players that play on all the soundtracks. They had the um, uh, the contractor who c- contracts all the Hollywood films, contracted the musicians. It's all done to the union and uh, you get a wonderful recording out of it that you do at Warner Brothers uh, with you conducting and leading the whole ensemble at the end of the, ins- the experience. In Star Wars music? Uh, your own music that you write. Nice. So, yeah. So it's that's part of it is, is we're um, accepted to the fellowship based on our composing skills. So a lot of the people um, had a little bit of conducting experience, but not a lot. Uh, but they were amazing composers. And that's oh, what, okay. what the criteria were. Me, I have a, a modicum of conducting experience. But I, you know, I was doing this so I could get more experience with that, but also so I could have my own piece played at the end and have a really great piece for a demo or uh, you know, to pitch for projects. So mm-hmm. I wrote a, a personal piece um, 
which were based on like a personal experience that I won't go into the details with, but it was a uh, like a had an uplifting message to it, and it starts out a little unsure and um, sort of nebulous, and then it develops and and uh, evolves as the piece goes on, and it has a very exciting climactic ending to it. Cool, that is really really cool. Oh, it was such a great experience. And uh, having those amazing mentors was one of the best parts about it. So yeah, uh, yeah the guy from Juilliard was the first day. And then the rest of the time, it's uh, Conrad Pope, who is the orchestrator for uh, the Star Wars movies, or a lot of the Star Wars movies. And he, um, you know, so he's helping you out. He's telling you how to work your baton better and how to like cue people so it's more clear and his um, guidance was just so fundamentally uh, growing for me and and helped me to learn uh, how to conduct more naturally and how to convey the musical ideas I had much better. working on a short film too did you say uh, yeah so that's another fun experience is is uh that i have i um it was another competition this one was with the live score film festival with the helix uh collective and the helix collective is a group of musicians in los angeles and uh they perform on some movie soundtracks but this is uh, a competition where they selected eight composers, and uh, you have they pair you up with filmmakers. And at the end of a month, you you've written a piece of music with the filmmaker, and then the next month it's played live in Los Angeles at a theater, and uh, it accompanies the the video of the the movie that it's accompanying. And so there's a conductor conducting the whole ensemble, and they're playing your music along with the the movie. Uh, live to picture. So it's a very exciting experience for me. And you're working with the the director of the film to make the music fit his vision and still have a lot of fun and and uh, come together as a collaboration between the two of us. So it's been an awesome learning experience. I had never met him before. So it's I'm, I'm getting to know him as a person, getting to know him as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. getting to know what he likes of, about music and what his vision for the film is. Can you talk at all about what the film is like? The film is, it's about a man who has been a bit emotionally abused by his wife. And he lives uh, in a trailer with his brother. But his brother is sort of been crashing on the couch and staying and like, he's clearly overstayed his welcome. He's kind of a lazy guy. His name is Bam Bam. The title of the film is Bam Bam. And uh, so at the beginning of the film, his wife is telling him, hey, you need to get Bam Bam up off the couch and out of this place. He needs to get a job. He needs to get out. Uh, so by the time I come back from my job, he better be gone. You know, Otherwise, there's going to be hell to pay. So I don't want to give too much away about the film because yeah. it's great and you guys should watch it. But like, that's a big part of the conflict in the film is him trying to get his uh, his really lazy brother to get out of the place, you know? So there's clearly a confrontation there. His brother's like, I'm not getting out. Hey, there's yeah. nothing you can do to make me leave. I'm here, you know? 
So that part of things is is fun, and the way the conflict evolves and unfolds over the, the course of the film is uh, is really well told by this director. Awesome. Well, Eric, you've just got such cool things going on. Thank and, you. Uh, is there anything else you want to bring up before we say goodbye today? Uh, I, I, I'm excited because this is the first time I've had a vi- video game soundtrack being released. Oh, nice. So this is my first one. So I've, I've been taking a lot of time to curate and put it all together in a, in a format like this where people can listen to it apart from the game. Yeah. Do you master it yourself or do you have somebody do it? I'm doing the mastering myself. Oh, wow. I'm editing nice. all the tracks together. And there's a certain way of writing for the game where things have to loop a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, there's a whole process that goes with putting together a soundtrack album yep. where I'm trying to take the best bits here and there, edit these together. I'm actually having to write a bit of new music to bridge gaps between different sections and stuff sure, sure. in order to make it all come together as a cohesive album that stands alone apart from the game. Thank you so much. It's always such a such a treat to have you on the show. Thank you, Emily. I had a wonderful time. Thanks for listening to episode 97 of Level with Emily Reese. You can learn more about Eric Desiderio and see a playlist at patreon.com slash level. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Hi. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com. Made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services and composer Brad Gentle. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media Incorporated. <laughs>